You've heard me talk about four different types of buyers in the wedding industry. If not, go listen to episodes 64, 54, 32, and 4. Because selling to different kinds of buyers takes skill. And it also takes knowledge to get started and practice to actually get good at it. I'm diving deep into each buyer type, relators, analyzers, bosses, and dreamers. I'm sharing insights on how to identify them from each other. What do they each want most and how can you tweak the buyer's journey to make it easier for them to book your services no matter what services you offer? Today, we're talking about analyzers. These buyers filter the world through information. And in this episode of Own Your Business, I'm going to show you how to help analyzers buy your product or service, not you. Own Your Business is a podcast for event professionals who want to grow with proven approaches. I'm Sam Jacobson, a sales, pricing, and copywriting expert in the wedding industry. Throughout my career, I've booked hundreds of events for millions in revenue. I've also led teams in premium and luxury markets. Now I coach people like you with my company, ID Action Consulting. It's not easy to run a business, especially if it's a business of one, because we aren't born knowing everything. Like you, I had experts who showed me the way when I was starting out and when I was ready to level up. I hope this podcast gives you the confidence to own your business. Tell me if this sounds familiar when you open up your inbox and find a new inquiry. Hello, my name is Sarah. My fiance, Steve, and I found you through a friend of ours. You helped with their wedding last year, and we were very impressed with how she described your professionalism, communication before the wedding, and attention to detail. We are now planning our own wedding for next spring. It is at the local Ritz-Carlton with 150 to 200 people attending. The style is understated elegance with lots of whites and blush tones throughout. We are working with the planner who's helping us select vendors for our team of professionals to help service the event. We are very happy when she included you on the preferred vendor list. Now we are reaching out to our top three choices to learn more about what you offer, how much it costs, and what the process is to work with you. Here's some questions we would like to know more about before we talk about the next steps. First of all, are you available? What are your different packages for our services? How much do your services cost? Do you work directly with a client or is it one of your associates or team members? If it is an associate or team member, will we get to meet them before we sign a contract to work together? We saw lots of galleries on your website. Can you share three more from the Ritz-Carlton where we're getting married? And can you share full galleries? How many times have you worked at this particular venue? What kind of deposit do you require? Is it refundable for a period of time, or is it non-refundable the moment it's put down? Thank you for taking the time to answer these questions. We look forward to your response. Sincerely, Sarah and Steve. It may be that you get lots of inquiries like this, or you may get very few. I don't know. I also don't know if it's a good fit for you, but the Ritz-Carlton venue sounds like they certainly have a lot of money, and that's a good start. I don't know anything about the look and vibe for the event either. She didn't say anything about that. But here's what I do know about Sarah, this particular bride-to-be who sent in this fictitious inquiry. Sarah is methodically gathering information about each one of the vendors her planner is recommending. And then she's putting them into a spreadsheet with a tab for each vendor category. She's been at this for months because she wants to be certain that the vendors she picks are going to be the best at what they do for the budget that she's set aside. She's likely spent a long time learning about your services before she finally reached out. She's read everything about your business, all the reviews, the captions under every social media post from the last six months, all the words on your website, your blog posts, the freebie you share as a lead magnet, your LinkedIn profile, 
and gone through your personal Instagram. She's investigated other vendors you work with to make sure they're a good fit too. She's a bit concerned though because you have lots of reviews on The Knot, but not very many on Google. And your hours of operation and phone number aren't listed on your Google business listing. She doesn't want to make a rush decision and is likely to take weeks or even months before choosing you or someone else for the service. You'll need to give her the space and the time to work through all of that. She doesn't want to get to know you personally, but she does care very much about your expertise and your authority in your field. During the inquiry process, she'll send long emails with lots of questions. It might feel more like a business transaction than a wedding experience. When you talk on the phone, she may sound cold and distant and will certainly be reserved. On the wedding day, she wants a set timeline that everybody follows to the minute. Every detail has been thought of and can't be overlooked or left out. If you said you would do something, do it right the first time and on time. The greatest gift you can give her is a reassurance that she's made a good decision to hire you because you'll make certain the wedding goes off exactly as she's planned it. How do I know these things about our fictional character, Sarah? Because she's an analyzer buyer type. And I've responded to hundreds of inquiries like this over my 16 years in the wedding industry. You've heard me talk about these four different buyer types for your services. And selling to them takes a lot of different skills. You've got to stretch your way of communicating. Last week, we talked about relators. This week, we're going into analyzers. Now, analyzers filter the world through information they receive. Personal connections are not important. They're just the facts, ma'am kind of people. They want to know more than anything that you can be trusted. That's super important to them. They're buying your product or your service. They're not buying you. They don't want to be your friend. They want the product that you offer. They want to know that you are an expert in your field. One of the things that you can tell when an analyzer is inquiring is that they write long emails. But when you talk to them on the discovery call, you've got to skip over the warmups because they're not interested in that. Overall, analyzers are motivated to reduce risks. That's what they consider when they're making decisions. That's a psychological motivation. It's an emotional desire that they have is to reduce the risk that they feel. So they tend to work by themselves on projects, including wedding planning. And they aren't making emotional decisions. They're making slow, rational, logical choices. What's the best way to tell if you received an inquiry from an analyzer? Well, I always recommend going to LinkedIn. Look up their name. See what their profile says. If it's an analyzer, you're going to find a career that's been centered on information-oriented professions like tech or IT, research, science, finance, law, engineering, operations, project management, or maybe they're a teacher in secondary education, usually in STEM-type classes, science, technology, engineering, math. In college, they majored in sciences, economics, engineering, or math, and oftentimes they have advanced degrees. Remember, expertise is important. So if they have a lot of alphabet soup after their name, a lot of credentials, certifications, that's a really good indicator that you got an inquiry from an analyzer. Now that you know that you're working with an analyzer, or at least hoping to work with one, what do you do? What do you focus on? What do they want most from you? Analyzers really want a clear, linear sales process. Step-by-step, lay it out clearly and early. Also, 
Analyzers really want you to prove to them that you're an absolute expert. You are an authority that they can trust because ultimately analyzers are driven to reduce risk. So you've got to show them that you are an expert and authority at what you do. And part of how you do that is by focusing on facts. Focus on the things that you know. Don't focus on people or relationships or information. And don't get too far ahead of yourself by focusing on the outcome. Instead, tie in how the things that you do will help them get what they want. They need that connection made between the feature that you offer and the benefit that they receive. The thing you do now and how it gets them what they want later on. Most importantly with analyzers, you have got to be patient with the process. They do not move quickly. Now, my experience is that most wedding couples are booking services from anywhere between two to three weeks after they initially inquire. With analyzers, it could be three or four weeks or even into a second month. So be patient with the process. Speaking of processes, how do you adjust the sales process when you know that you're working with an analyzer? Well, you've got to slow things down. And that starts with the way that you talk. This is really hard for me. If you haven't noticed, I like to talk fairly quickly. I like to talk kind of loudly. I get very excited. But when I know that I'm working with an analyzer, I have to slow it down. The cadence has to back up a little bit. I've got to talk softer. Really important to make sure that you're stretching that way of communicating, even at the most basic level. Also, when you're sharing information, make sure that you are very precise with your words. Don't exaggerate. Don't estimate. Don't use a word where it shouldn't be used. Instead, be very precise with your words. In conversations, whether that's over Zoom or on the phone or even correspondence back and forth via email, skip the small talk. They want to go straight to business. Also, answer their questions thoroughly. Remember, they want information. It may feel like you're being interrogated. That inquiry that I read at the top of the episode, that's a lot. But if they list it out, you got to go through and answer their questions completely. Also, bring up facts and data to support whatever it is that you're saying, especially if they're recommendation. They are actually going to go through and call you out if you don't have enough information to support those. So provide the facts, provide the resource, provide extra reading that they can do. Make sure that they believe you before you go too far. Also, you can do that by sharing your own blog posts and other authority building content. It's really important for you to have a great blog that has more than just real weddings on it. You want something that has some authority in it, some expertise, showcases, that you know your stuff. And it's great for SEO, but it's also really helpful when you're selling to analyzers because you can just include a link. And once they get into their blogs, they're going to read all of them. Also, when you're having a conversation on discovery call, make sure that you start by asking for information on their event. It's a great way for an analyzer to start to feel comfortable and warm up in their own way. You know I love the question of, get me caught up to speed on how the wedding planning is going. You can tell what buyer type you're working with by the way that they answer the question. Bosses will tell you all the things that they've gotten done. Dreamers will talk about all the great ideas they have. Relators will tell you how it feels so far to plan the wedding. Analyzers, they'll share all the information they have. And you've got to pay attention to the details. 
Not just the details that they share with you, but the details that you share with them. Because they are super detail-oriented. As you're going through and having conversations about what the event could look like, I definitely recommend avoiding brainstorming in real time or asking for immediate responses. They don't like to be put on the spot. Important to make sure that you're not making them feel uncomfortable or awkward or stupid. Analyzers are usually very, very strong in whatever it is that they know most, but they don't know very much about weddings. And so when you put them on the spot, it makes them feel awkward. Make sure that you're waiting a few seconds after you share the information to make sure that they fully process it all. When I first learned about different communication preferences from my coach, Laura, she talked to me about what's called the seven second pause. I was on a call yesterday with an analyzer client doing a one-on-one and I would talk about something. I'd go for 30 seconds, 60 seconds, and then I would stop. And we were on Zoom and I could literally see him processing the information. He would be looking off camera and then I'd wait for four or five seconds and not say a thing and he'd come back and he'd look at me and he'd go, okay, that makes sense. You got to give them that pause. Let them work through it. Let them chew on it. To make that happen faster, make sure that you're connecting very clearly what you do with how it gets them the result that they want. This is that feature connected to a benefit. So provide details and explanations for the services that you offer in your proposal. It's not enough just to list out what you do. I provide eight hours of coverage. I bring a second photographer. I have three assistants show up on the wedding day. I meet with you every other month. Those things are too complex to understand without providing explanations for so that anybody, especially the analyzer, can truly understand what it is that you're doing for them. Now, in the proposal and throughout the buyer's journey, make sure that you're sharing reviews and offering the chance to talk with references. Give them the opportunity to poke holes and therefore feel reassured after they talk with somebody or email with somebody who you know had a great experience with you and your services. On social media, I would absolutely recommend showing behind the scenes footage because it's like a how it's made episode for your services. Again, they want to see how what you do helps get them what they want. So do that on social media. Do a a time lapse of an installation or a design coming together or show what it's like for you to photograph a couple at an engagement session. Show them what it is behind the curtain and they're going to value it more and feel like you can deliver what you say you're going to. Another thing you've got to make sure you're doing when it comes to analyzers is laying out what it is that you're going to be talking about ahead of the conversation. So even though it's just a casual discovery call, for instance, you definitely want to send out an agenda ahead of time. And also may seem a little bit formal, but doing a calendar invite for any kind of meeting or conversation is going to fit right with the way the analyzers like to work. Super structured. Lastly, make sure that at the end of the decision-making process, you're giving them plenty of time to review the contract. And when they do get it back to you, Don't be surprised if it's got a bunch of red lines in it. After all, they might be an attorney themselves. So make sure that you are taking the red lines, looking them over, and being as flexible as you possibly can. All they're trying to do is make sure that they're making a good decision to move forward. Now, these are just the tip of the iceberg on things that you have got to know and be good at when you're talking with analyzers and trying to sell them on your services. But there are so many other things that you need to learn, like what not to do with analyzers. 
how to create marketing messages that really resonate with them, ways to tweak the website to attract more analyzers if this is your ideal client, how to handle their fiance and parents during the sales process, what to do when they actually become your client, ways to improve the wedding day experience, and what to do with them after the wedding is over. But this is a really good start. And it's a great opportunity for you to get better at stretching your natural way of communicating to meet analyzers where they're at. Remember, the golden rule, treat others how you want to be treated, is not nearly as good as the platinum rule, which is to treat other people how they want to be treated. And that's crucial when you're looking at communicating more effectively. Now, as a company, over the last several years, we've received over 2,000 questionnaires from couples who have worked with our coaching and copywriting clients. We do market research before we write any piece of copy. We spend 20 to 30 hours making sure that we understand the buyers, the brand, and also the comp set. And here's what we've learned in collecting these 2,000 questionnaires. Analyzers are often lurking in the background of the decision-making or they only come in when money matters get discussed. Sometimes if they're a parent, the stereotypical dad who's got the checkbook, I like to call him the banker. But you've got to get to know them. You've got to learn what they need from you and design a buying experience that reassures them that you're the least risky option in the comp set. If you don't or you can't, you're going to see a lot of ghosting at the end of the buyer's journey. Boom. That's it for this episode on Own Your Business. If you've heard me on a stage or a workshop or someone else's podcast, you know I have a hard time keeping it short, but I know you're busy. So thanks for spending time with me today. You have a ton of options for guides when it comes to getting you to where you want to go. I hope you found someone you can continue to trust. If you have a friend who could use practical strategies to own their business, please share this episode with them. If you can't think of anyone in particular, we'd settle for a quick review on whatever podcast platform you listen through. 